0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.
1: First off, let's hear from someone who loves his greyhounds. Ivan, Yates, morning.
0: Well, uh,
2: since I was about ten years of age, I've been going to have a sporty Greyhound Track. To me, it is one of the best assets in the town. The excitement, uh, the community of people that own and breed dogs, uh, has been absolutely extraordinary. And to have these unraised puppy stakes. Uh, that lead to future superstars being sold on. And as you know, Alan, the the track has been under threat for the last few years, and hopefully it will get the local support it requires to secure its future.
1: And when you have your own memories, and, and you think of your own memories as you and I are speaking this morning, any particular standout memories for you, Ivan?
2: Well, there was a thing called the W.K. Stamp Cup, which was run in August. And I remember Billy Stamp from Market Square and he, he, his father had been involved in it. But just the excitement of the fawn dog, the brindle dog, the the colours, the distinct, uh, you know, red in trap one, blue in trap two. The memories that you have from, the group where dogs like Tone Moore uh, with the Nolans went on to run in the Derby in Shelburne Park. Uh, It is absolutely a nursery for the top-class greyhound racing, and I'm delighted to be involved in Shelburne this year with the televising of the Greyhound Derby again, as we did last year live on Virgin Media, and I'm really looking forward to uh, this Thursday, the 3rd of August, the 90th birthday.
1: And as you said to me, it's had... Ups and downs, but there's a, an air of positivity as a listener to this show are about to hear in a few moments' time. But um, what would you like to see done now to keep it reinvigorated?
2: Well, obviously, you know, as with HRI, GRI tend to support their own state-owned tracks. And course he is independent, so it needs all the local support it can get. And look, if you have nothing else to do on a Monday or Thursday night, there's a lovely bar in it, you don't have to back the dogs, and back on the tote, a couple of bookies there. Uh, and you know something, when I, when I was minister, we put a lot of money into the dog track, but we put over 20 million into Shelburne. And the idea was at 10 o'clock, you could go on to your nightclubs, go on to do whatever else you want. So it's a great place for an office party, a Christmas party, anything like that. Insofar yeah. as, you know, you can go on to do something else between 8 and 10, it's, it's just fantastic excitement. To Bridget Whelan and her team, congratulations to the board. They've persevered. Miles Robin is the secretary there, Paddy Kavanagh the chairman, in good times and bad. I think it just needs the public support for people to go once or twice a year to get the numbers up. It'd be about 250 most nights you go up there, uh, but they're mostly people who own and breed their own dogs and I think there's a great opportunity for people to have a fun night
1: out. Thank you, Ivan, or thanks to Ivan Yates there lending his support and sending out his message of congratulations to Anna Scorthy Greyhound track, where we're now going to invite you to step behind the scenes with us because I visited there quite recently in the build-up to their 90th birthday this coming Thursday, and first off, I spoke to Maraid Furlong.
3: I was bred, born, and reared with greyhounds. Were
1: you?
3: I was, yeah. My Any father.
1: particular favourite greyhound now, down through the years? Uh,
3: we had a greyhound called Fenian Mover. That's a long time ago now. Um, How
1: successful was Fenian Mover? Won, boy or girl? It was a boy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he won sprint stakes in Yall, Kilkenny, Newbridge, and Uri. So yeah. he was he was one that went down in, the, in and he stayed with the ripe old age of he sat on the mat inside the kitchen door. Yeah. Until he was very, very, very elderly. Right. and cared for and looked after and minded as a pet and stepped over as we so walked y- in and out. So y- your
1: early memories as a child is of greyhounds in the house?
3: Greyhounds in the house, greyhounds in the yard, bitches popping out the yard, people getting up during the night to pop down the beach, minding the little pups, mm. doing all the vaccinations, uh, taking care of them, making sure they didn't get wet, that they were in the wind and the rain and the hail and the snow. Um, the children did that work now, mind you We yeah. were out in the wind and the rain and the hail so and What the age were you at the time? God, I'd say I was five really? Five onwards, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: Five years of age? Yeah
3: Yeah. Have
1: you still got pictures of Fenian Mover?
3: I have some place, I suppose, if I went looking for them, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You don't have to own a greyhound to go to the dogs But I do believe that When children are growing up If they have animals An animal or animals to care for and they, are, they have to do it. I mean, you have to feed your greyhound or you have to look after your pony or your cat or whatever you have. Yeah. It actually makes them better human beings because if there's a child and a young person growing up, they have to care for somebody other than themselves. It makes them less selfish. So if you grow up with animals, I think you're, you're more rounded human being.
1: And what would you like to see be achieved most for the 90th anniversary? Because when you think of it, two world wars, there's so much going on, you know. Sure, I'd like it's come, it's come through all of this.
3: It's come through all of this, and I'd like people to be sitting here in another 90 years' time doing it again, that it just survives. Right. And I would appeal to the people of Enniscorthy Town and the surrounding area to support the dog track, put it on their diary of something we can do. Monday nights, Thursday nights and special benefit nights sometimes on Sundays just keep watching social media listen to yourselves on the radio, it's well advertised yeah. and it's a great family night out and
1: Michael is here with me now Michael Dempsey, and Michael you're going to talk about GRI and the importance of the Enniscorthy Greyhound Track as a grassroots venue so I'll let you talk about that first of all, before you even head into that your love for the greyhound industry and greyhounds
0: Hi Alan, well I'm from just a mile out the road my grandfather had greyhounds here, he was a bookie here. My father worked on the thought here. Yeah. I was race manager here for a while. I remember coming in here, maybe as like Marguerite, maybe four or five years of age. Yeah. Place packed in summer nights up here, with your mother and father. And then eventually we were, came up with it. mean and daddy came up with granddad. He was there the bookie and you would leave your coat over behind the stand and you get 50 pence off him. And Mary Nolan's mother here used to sell the sweets. We used to torment her to death looking for penny sweets off her. And I don't know how she dealt with us really. Yeah. And all, like, the amount of people that we met and know and still know through the dogs is unbelievable, you know. Right. It just and, and did you breed greyhounds yourself then? Well, I grew up beside granddad's place, so we oh. were like Marguerite from the time we could walk. We were outside with the dogs and hmm. we'd be sent off down to the field with the pups and looking after pups and going and walking. and yeah. Used to love coming up here Monday afternoon for qualifying trials and the summer holidays. you come up here, get your dinner, come up here afternoon, sure, we'd be hardly got over it, you know, back up that night for racing back yeah. up Thursday night, you know, it was all it was just part of life, we always loved it and yeah. it's great for us, like, and then, um, you just get get older then, and I had a chance to join the IGB at the time, and I got a job as an assistant in Lifford Greyhound Track in Donegal. Moved Did up, you? Yeah, it was up in Donegal. It was fair, distance, fair distance, a Fair distance, fair way. distance away, and uh, moved up there, it was four years in Donegal, then we moved to Dundalk, four years there, and then we got a chance to come home, and leapt at it took it with two hands and then i was here for six years and then i got a chance to go to shelburne park so i'm racing manager in shelburne park at the minute so like it's fantastic my little chap here jamie jamie was born when i was working here he used to come up i used to carry him up in a rocket hot some nights if i was working yeah and the the office here he he was reared in the dog track so hopefully his children will come to the dog track and um it's a fantastic facility and it's brilliant as marguerite was saying it's great to have children involved in, yeah. in animals and sport. and.
1: Any standout moments to you, Michael, either this track or for that matter, even in the various tracks you've been to,
0: would you have seen some of the great greyhounds? Well, we used to come up here, and um, Matt O'Donnell used to come here, and Matt O'Donnell was a legend, and he had, I think it was 1996, Baddie's Rocket running here. We had a... There was a benefit night here for the cathedral, and I don't think I've ever seen as many people standing in the one area in my life. Yeah. And Baddie's Rocket, the derby winner, ran around here, and that was just... Unbelievable. Well, I'm now joined by Paddy Kavanagh, who's the chairperson of the Enniscorthy
1: Greyhound uh, Stadium. Uh, Paddy, it's great to be here. It's great to be looking out. And I, I, Just before we even talk about the facts and figures here, just describe what happens here on any given night.
4: Uh, well, Alan, you're more than welcome to Enniscorthy, uh, the, the, the real capital of Wexford. Uh, you're looking out on... on... you got that <laughs> real well, Paddy. <laughs> you're, you're looking out on... on uh, green sod here in, yeah. in, in, in Innescarty track. Uh, in actual fact, uh, all of this area here, there's 30 acres in it of uh, green grass, you could say, in the centre of Innescarty, owned by the Innescarty uh, show committee. Yeah. Uh, and Innescarty uh, Greyhound Company have the track rented from the show committee. Okay. And uh, I would just like to uh, say a thank you to the show committee for being so good to Inniskarty track over the years, right from the inception 90 yeah. years ago and uh, it's a great facility to have in the centre of Inniskarty we have Greyhound Racing as you can see from the centre of the track now we have cricket I was just going to say that there's a cricket pitch there our Indian community have, uh, yeah. have made use of the centre of the track yeah. at the back of the, the stand here we have a green area where we have GA yeah. soccer,
1: Yeah.
4: rugby okay and outside in the car park we have a building with a boxing club in it. Mm-hmm. We also have a motorbike school. Yeah. And what's more, to put the icing on the cake, we have a, um, um, a mosque for our Muslim community.
1: What for you are the great
4: memories Paddy? Well, uh, like uh, Marguerite, I heard her there earlier. Uh, from the time we were children, we were reared here. Mm. Uh, my father was a regular attender and, and uh, a big uh, uh, dog man as was all his family, his, his brother Simon, and uh, had the aqueduct prefix. My father had the coladyne prefix. Yes.
2: Uh,
4: he bred a dog that won a derby, won uh, second in an English derby. Really? really? Um, he bred one that uh, won the English <laughs> Oaks. Mm. Uh, second, uh, we had one that was second in the Laurels. Uh, 1976 was a great year here for the track uh, and of the mine won the derby with Tom moore uh, what
1: are the challenges that face someone like you chairing an organization like this
4: um i suppose attendance money right um is it a constant t- battle uh, it would be it yeah. would be yeah uh, um to be honest uh, um we we, we we there was talks of the track closing down here before COVID, and uh, in fairness, the the people of the, the the whole area, the county, uh, rallied behind us and and uh, kept the show on the road. And then we hit COVID, and I have to say uh, that uh, we we got paid that kept the show on the road from government. Yeah. And uh, credit where credit is due, it it, right. it did uh, help enormously to to keep the show going, and. Um, we 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 try with, with our, our our general manager here Bridget. Uh, we're we're trying to um, keep the show on the road by having uh, fundraising events for different yeah. GA clubs and different clubs that that, and that, that, that are fundraising. In
1: attendance, yeah.
4: And uh, it's it's a great when people come here they they, they go away yeah. and they tell you about the great night that they have, especially in the yeah. summer months. You know, July and August. when so kids you're, are un- you're being innovative. You're, yeah. you're coming up with ideas to keep the thing going. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and it's uh, yeah. that's that's what uh, the management team are particularly good at here Jimmy
1: Gann you you, you want to look at it from the whole you know you're you're involved with the chamber as well you want to look at it from the the benefit of Enniscorthy in general
5: in fact Alan and thank you for having me on the programme I'm not quite satisfied that the people of Enniscorthy appreciates the actual contribution that the the, um, Greyhound track here has made to the economy to the sporting and to the social life of Enniscorthy over the past 90 years well champion it then Jimmy what has it done (sighs) yeah. Very simply, Alan, it has provided an outlet at a time when there were very, very few outlets available in Enniscorty for anybody to enjoy. Basically, what we had here in the 30s, 40s, 50s was um, the GAA Club mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, racing, the, the Greyhound Racing Circuit here. And if you weren't involved in either one or the other, you had no other social outlet in Enniscorty, really. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few tracks in Ireland, or one of the few towns rather in Ireland, that has the Greyhound Racing track. And that in itself attracts people from over a very, very wide area yeah. who contribute economically to the the fabric of the town, to the public houses close to the track here, to restaurants and so forth. So it's hard to calculate in actual financial terms yeah. how much the track is actually worth. But it, in my opinion, it is worth thousands upon thousands Can't on a right. yearly basis. In addition to which, yeah. Enniscorti Greyhound Track has contributed 250,000 plus to uh, voluntary and charitable organisations in escorty in recent years not just yes. in the 90 years yeah. but in more recent years Well, What's it like to own a greyhound? George O'Connor Bombers is here beside me That's Grand I have a greyhound I have a
6: greyhound since I was 10 years of age Um first greyhound my father bought bought him off Geoffrey Keogh, um who is Donald and Derek Ho's father they're well known in the greyhound circles and that's what started me off and um from then on, I'd always kept one or two greyhounds, yeah. and my son usually breeds a bit every year, maybe one or two litters, and he'd keep a few, yeah. and uh, oh, it's great to have a greyhound, Alan. And how great. do you spot a good dog from a not-so-good dog? Well, when you breed your own, Alan, you're always hoping you get a good one, and yeah. if you get a good one, you hold on to him, or you, make it, you might be able to sell him, you know. It all yeah. depends on what type of dog he is, but... The way I look at it, if I can get a dog win a few races, I'd be happy. I don't want a derby. I'd love to have a derby dog. I'd love to have a Nock's Beach, but um, yeah. if I get a dog win a few races, that's what it's all about. Like at the moment, I have one at home, retired, and I have two pups. And where I work, we have four retired, mm-hmm. and we actually have the grandmother. She's nearly thirteen years of age now. We have her, we have her mother, and we have the mother's uh, the granddaughters. And I get up every morning around six and I'm up the fields with the dogs about quarter past six every morning hail, rain or snow dogs have to be rallied have to be walked have to get their breakfast get their food in the evenings they're always exercised if something wrong with them, they're brought to a vet they're checked out here there's people come up here every second Tuesday check out the dogs for you if they're injured they'll tell you if they're injured or they're not injured then you you do a bit of rehabilitation with them try and get them right for the next race but um, in Ascordi it was always a great place for greyhounds and a lot of people like years ago years ago there was low, nearly every third house had a ground yeah. you know what that's why it was how, how clued in do you think they are and then the minutes you take out of the kennel at home yeah. and you put the lead muzzle on they know they know where they're going right. yeah. the greyhounds love to run they just love to run Elish,
1: we've heard the love of the greyhound there, but you're, I'm glad we get a chance to talk to you because people sometimes wonder about the welfare mm. of the animals. That's your job.
7: Well, welfare is part of GOBA, Greyhound Owners and Breeders Association, and could I say, Tofalcherotkudi on Nagon on Shaw And we are also affiliated to the Irish Greyhound Owners and Breeders Federation. So here in Enniscorthy, we took the initiative and set up a separate welfare committee. And the welfare committee, the one euro extra on an entry fee, every single greyhound that runs goes into the welfare committee along with 10% back from a benefit night. And all of that money is spent exclusively on welfare for the greyhounds down around the kennel area and on the track and so on. Because no matter what eminent person comes in here, and there are very many have come and are still coming, the greyhound is number one on this track. Absolutely, the number one is the greyhound over in the kennel. So, the welfare committee, in conjunction with GOVA, all of the mats are replaced within the kennels. Um, There's music. Uh, we had Christmas music in the month of June and Liam Cavanagh was responsible for that, but he subsequently changed it anyway. I <laughs> uh, don't think the greyhounds mind it now too much, but nearly everyone has a radio in their kennel now do at they? home. to do. And the dogs love it. And they, they tend to be uh, relaxed more with a radio and there will be less barking and yapping and so on with Great. it. Greyhounds that are no longer active can be protected through the IRGT, the Irish Retired Greyhound Trust. I mean, we have been involved with greyhounds from before I could walk. Uh, In fact, my mother's family, Redmond's in Gorey, they hired my sister, my aunt. My aunts and my mother would have hired a hackney car to come racing with greyhounds here. They had a car, but Uncle Michael wouldn't let them drive it. That was for him only. So the women had to hire a hackney car or get the train to Enniscorthy. That's going back... Oh, I'd say the early 1940s.
1: It's wonderful to hear the stories. And this actual track means so much to you, I can sense it.
7: Definitely. Enniscorthy is a very historical town. Mm. And this track is central to this town. And really, more should be made of it. You know, as other speakers have said, where would you go with a family for €10 per adult? Mm. I can't think of anywhere. No. you know I really just can't yeah. it wouldn't get you very far in Courtown or at a hurling match or anywhere like that yeah. so you know I think definitely the track is an intrinsic part of Enniscorthy and certainly is to be cherished no doubt about it
1: So Bridget I have really enjoyed the reminiscences and just the chats and talking to George and talking to, talking to everyone really but you, for you like Paddy said you have to keep this thing afloat don't you?
8: Yeah, and I'm really lucky. I have great staff here. I've great support from the people of the town and the owners and trainers that are local too in even as far as Kilkenny, Carlow, Waterford coming up here to support us. It's not just Wexford Greyhounds that you know we do hit the outskirts of the other counties around us to come and race here and all the rest. Um, and even the local people who come and support the track on a weekly basis Mondays and Thursday nights at 8 o'clock and like everybody loves to see their dog coming home it's not actually about winning all the yeah. time everybody yeah. just wants their dog to come home be okay be ready to go again uh, and I mean, enjoy people
1: it. are asked to manage things and sometimes they come in they can manage anything but I get from you the sense that this is a labour of love for you you love this you actually love yeah. Greyhound Racing
8: I do, and I'm unusual in that I wasn't born into Greyhound Racing. Mm. I ended up involved in Greyhound Racing because I lived in a flat beside Harold's Cross in Dublin Did you? back in the 1990s. Yes, yeah. They were looking for a secretary. That's how I fell into Greyhound Racing. Fell in, met the characters, fell in love with the place and the sport, as the characters more so than anything else. It's not like a job. Like yeah. Fellas would ring me to say hello, to see what the weather is like, yeah. to it's um it's not about entering their dog or whatever or it's not about you know i suppose it's not maybe i'm unprofessional or whatever but i love it and the people here seem to be giving me great support
1: well you're my last person speaking to here 90 years is some legacy isn't
8: it it's it's unbelievable and to hold that and i suppose i'd hate to be the person who wouldn't be able to keep going for the next 90 years but I won't be around that long, I would reckon, but I'll do my best to keep it going for as long as I'm here anyway. What would you
1: like to see? What would you most like to see to benefit this area further and to benefit the Greyhound track? What's your dream?
8: Uh, I suppose the dream is just to keep it going and to keep getting people coming to support. Like, we've ran 10 fundraisers this year with probably an average attendance of four or 500 euros, apart from the Relay for Life one, where we've seen 1,600 people come through the gate here to raise an amazing 15,000 for Relay for Life, thanks to Powder Freeman. And we have five more benefit nights coming on this year. And just as a venue for people to realise it's here. It, it's very nice way to raise funds because you have a social aspect as well as yeah. just, you know, you're not asking the fella to buy the ticket to do nothing. He's buying the ticket, which is going to you to come in and then have a good night out as well and enjoy the dogs with the facilities, the bar, the cafe, the shop, <coughs> and see Greyhound as well.
0: Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your view. Alan Corcoran.